want to sleep in a house, in a bed, like a real human. You need to wake up and realize this is how it is out here now. Nobody's going to flip the switch back on. Jolien's not here, so we'll just say howdy. Howdy. Howdy, listeners. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is that there podcast that talks about horror movies with some art people who aren't critics, and they spoil them. We spoil those movies. Yep. They're not going to be any good for you if you haven't seen them and you listen to this. Thank you, dear Moonrays. There's been a couple I don't think we've spoiled. You know, I think we decided not to on one or two of them. Uh, I want to say The Witch we didn't spoil. I think you're right. Because it was just out. Yeah, it was. we were on top of it for once. Yeah, we've done that like three times now. Yeah. <laughs> it's three-ish. Uh, Krampus, The Witch, and Sort of Get Out. Sort we, of Get Out. Yeah, we were close. Gave it a few weeks. We, yeah. But, you know, these are things that... I listen to podcasts once in a while, knowing it's like an old, it's the one John Carpenter film I haven't seen, and, you know, someone's going to talk about it, and I might just listen anyway, knowing that it's going to get spoiled, but... Yeah, that, spoiling doesn't usually ruin a movie for me. I suppose the usual suspects could have been yeah, really yeah. spoiled. I figured out the twist in uh, The Sixth Sense. yeah like almost immediately nobody had told me i tried really hard (laughs) because everybody said oh my god the twist the twist oh my god and something about it your twist detector was going bananas yeah it was going bananas and it saw it immediately it's like oh there's a twist and then i just had to wait it out till it showed up at the end and there it was it's like oh my god yeah it was yeah well i remember thinking very specifically and i know i've mentioned this in a previous episode but not assuming our listeners have heard them all (laughs) hey you know when i was watching the sixth sense uh you know every time i noticed that they are using a lot of red so i thought well that's just you know somebody in the design of this thing just said you know let's put something red here and there and i was like that's a conspicuously red door 
There's mm-hmm. a big red curtain behind them. Hey, look, a red crystal doorknob. I've never, I've been in a million old houses. I've never seen a red, one of those crystal doorknobs. Yeah. And that was the indicator that uh, the ghosty stuff was about to happen. Ah, okay. Like that was, that was the, the beep, 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 beep. Here comes the ghost. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. Yeah. If you do a rewatch, it'll stick out like a big red sore thumb. Oh man. It was just the fact that they jumped from Bruce Willis having a crazy guy in the home to having a normal life. And it was just like, he died. (laughs) (laughs) He dead. He died. This is fake. (laughs) So, um. For anybody who's just tuning into this because, you know. Tuning in. Like tuning it's a in. radio station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I hope you're getting a good signal. Uh, we we usually have a third person here, Jolian. Actually, you could say he's the first person. Because if you go clockwise, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's drawing Gumby and or Tales from the Crypt. Or maybe something else. Gumby from the Crypt. <laughs> that would be great. He should mix it up. Yeah. Just combine Gumby it all. Gumby has no bones, so I don't know how you'd have him look. Maybe he's just covered in dirt and sticks <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So let's um, let's thank the Moonrays. Hey, Moonrays, thank you for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Listeners, check them out. Find them on iTunes. Find them on Amazon. If you want to say hi, they are the Moon Dash Rays on Facebook. So, what did you watch since we did this last? Shouldn't we advertise a mattress or <coughs> some sort of shaving kit <laughs> we should, at this uh, moment? Some super soft underwear. Yeah, shaving in bed. With your super soft With underwear. With your super soft <laughs> underwear. It feels so good after you've shaved your, your brand whole new body. mattress. Uh, you know what? I what would, have I watched? Nothing. I wouldn't know what to do if one of those brands approached us. I think people just do that in hopes that the brand's... Give them something? I don't know. Where's my mattress? Yeah. Um, I suppose you could set up an Amazon account. I, I I pimped us out to hopefully get an interview with a celebrity. So uh, yes. I, I did have to mention some past celebrity interviews uh, in emailing this particular celebrity's manager. So if it, if it looks like it's going to happen, it'll happen Memorial Day weekend in Phoenix. I'm going to be helping a friend sell stuff at comic-con and i'll bring some artwork stuff it stuff thanks thanks little plastic toys so anyway what did you watch since we did this last uh we watched a whole bunch of episodes of the always terrible vanderpump rules vampire diaries vampire okay vampire diaries yes so this is like uh been off the this is the last season Oh, it's still going? Yes. Oh, shit. And I guess they're putting a bump on Netflix weekly. Oh. Or whatever their schedule is. Are they full on like OC vampires? Um, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> okay. The only positive I can tell you on that show, and they've broken it numerous times because it's gone on too long. The only reason I started watching it is because they never stop. The show just goes, and it's just nuts from one scene to the next. And just when you think, you know, they'll have some big, the bad guy's looking for the sacred whatever. Talisman. Yeah, that'll open the gateway to the next world. Yeah. That'll happen like that episode. 
where every other show would drag it out the whole season. Yeah. They'll have him open it the first episode, and so shit just gets worse right away, and they just, they run with it, and they don't stop to answer any questions. <laughs> and it, it's kind of, you know, brilliant writing, I think. Uh, it stumbles. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless you're, I don't know, you know easily if, amused. If any listeners... Skip the first season. <laughs> If any listeners are wondering if you were sort of uh, hinting at or pointing fingers at The Walking Dead, uh, I'll have you all know Will doesn't watch The Walking Dead. But they are well known for dragging some shit out that they should just resolve already. Mm-hmm. And letting things go, you know, go into motion where a simple, short conversation that Ooh. could or should have taken place doesn't. And therefore, all somebody has to do is mention, oh, no, well, they actually said they were going someplace when they left. Or, you know. Yeah, they they make that mistake, but not not as often. It's the worst I ever saw was Lost. Oh yeah, where like just fucking say something, say just a simple sentence, and that yeah. that horrible hey, thing. Hey, don't go over there. Yeah, it's it's like uh, don't don't follow me, and if you do, here's what'll happen. Yeah, or you know any any number of dumb situations that are easily prevented. Yeah. Oh uh, come on, lazy writers. Yeah. Don't be lazy. We watched the terrible, terrible, much more terrible than the Vampire Diaries, Sleepy Hollow. Mm. Um, wow. They wrote themselves into a corner, so they just killed the bad guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit, what did we do? I really wanted it to be better. Yeah. You could hear an English guy say Lieutenant a whole bunch, though. He's not even English. He's... <laughs> Well, I mean, he's sort of English, I suppose. He's English. He's not. <laughs> I, was he actually from England or was he born in the States? I, no, I don't know. I never looked into it. Usually you can hear through the, mm. bad, the bad English accents. I've still been watching Unsolved Mysteries talking about bad accents. Ah. They had a mystery set in England. <laughs> These actors made the character from Mary Poppins, Dick Van Dyke's character, uh-huh. sound authentic. Wow. This was the worst, hands down, worst Cockney accent I've ever heard. <laughs> I always love teasing Jolien about that. Like, uh, I always refer to him as the great British actor, Dick Van Dyke. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. I don't know. I probably watched some other stuff, but. Did you, did you watch the one with the Oakville Blobs? I haven't seen that one come up yet. Okay, I'll find out what the um, what the episode number is so you can watch that one because you get to hear Robert Stack say "blobs of gelatinous goo" <laughs> like several times. <laughs> oh, he has some great lines on there. He he mispronounces things and they <laughs> just keep it. I don't think the man did very many retakes. Because <laughs> like, he'll he will mangle some words numerous times and they don't ever stop him. Nobody's then, there to correct him to go. No, it's <laughs> it's not pronounced. And I can't remember what it was now. Something simple that he was at you know methamphetamine, but he was adding like an extra syllable, oh. methamphetamine or something right. like. What? What, dude? <laughs> it wasn't quite that mangled, but he, he'd he add something there. It's like when when people say, like, foliage instead of foliage. Yes. I don't know. Does that drive anyone else crazy? I've never actually heard that in real life. 
I've I've known a couple of people who've said foliage. Foliage. Mm-hmm. Curses foliage again. <laughs> you were thinking what I was. Yeah. What else have you watched? Anything? Or is that kind of it? I think that's probably it. So we'll use that to back into the stuff I've watched. Um, as far as bunches of episodes, um, I decided to get back into watching The Returned. And that's the French series about uh, this town that I assume is in the French Alps, where a bunch of people... All their lose. mail comes back, right? And they can't get any letters out. It <laughs> the, always comes back returned. They're like, Sacre bleu! It is returned! Or some other really yes. bad... In, yeah, I don't think we have any listeners in France so far. So No? Well, that doesn't mean we don't have French people listening, and I'm sorry, that was just teasing. Um, but yeah. The Returned is this great uh, series, and uh, there's music by Mogwai. So if you like Mogwai, hey, their music's the, basically the soundtrack of this thing. And uh, I'm trying to remember what the music the Mogwai played in Gremlins was. It was pretty simple. <laughs> is it all like that? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and it, it kind of sang to its... <laughs> <laughs> kind of cooing to itself is yeah. it saying that's yeah, it's wow a, it's a lot of cooing for a whole what 35 minute cd yeah it would be great so it's a bunch of zombies basically now what happens is all the people who have died uh not all the people but a bunch of people who have died show back up yeah and they show back up in a in in sort of a stephen king kind of way like hi i'm here and i'm weird and different um, so, some of them don't talk at all. They, they don't actually make that pronouncement, but, um, but they just show back up and they're, and they died in different eras. It's not like, oh, it was a busload of kids that all died and now they're all back. It wasn't exactly that. So it's really, um, it's really disturbing or, um, or it's exciting to some of the people who have their loved one back, even though this person is not really being themselves entirely. It's not like they're being Even evil. Even though you never had to worry about what you were having for dinner again. Right. <laughs> they came like, back, and now it's all it's happening again. Whatever takes us off the subject of what's for fucking dinner. Jeez. I don't care. Here's some Ritz crackers. So anyway, The Returned. It's really good. It looks beautiful. It sounds great. Um, I don't speak French, but I don't mind reading subtitles on something this good. Uh, so I'm about eight episodes into it. I got stalled out at about three and a half episodes, so I jumped back in. Uh, it's on Netflix, for anyone who's yeah. wondering. I believe I, the American version's on there, too. It is, and I haven't bothered yet. And then there's one called Glitch, or Glitched, that's kind of following the same premise. Yeah. I One morning, I went through a whole lot of shows like that, and it seemed like there were several that were... Almost the same show. Oh, they're, you know, back from the dead, back from the future. <laughs> Marty, I'm back from the dead. <laughs> so I watched a short that I've been wanting to see very badly. Um, it's on Shudder. It's called The Stylist. And it's uh, Jill uh, Givargesian or Givargesian. I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name. I think her nick- nickname is Jill Six. But uh, she, I believe, wrote and directed this. Not Nikki's sister. Hey, man, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't ask. But uh, she won awards at uh, film festivals with this short. So it's really cool. It's interesting. It is about a hairstylist. Um, 
I watched the 1977 Japanese movie House. Not to be oh. confused with anything else ever. on earth ever that has. Did I been... tell you that the line "Only a witch cat can close a door" is the most logical thing said in the movie? Uh, you did mention that, and I agree with you because everything else makes no sense whatsoever. I was surprised at the amount of almost nudity and actual nudity that occurs in the movie. Yeah, um, it's I, Japanese. Yeah, I, I guess, but aren't those girls underage? Like, wouldn't they be like, hey, wait a minute, we shouldn't do that? It was 1977. It was a different time. Did you see the rest of the movie? <laughs> I did. No, I'm just pointing out a couple of things that I thought might have you know, been trouble for it at the time, but maybe not. Uh, total nonsense. Uh, a man turned into bananas. Yeah. And it drove the other man completely bananas. Yes. He was just kind of convulsing and going bananas, bananas. And I think what you said when I, when I had paused it to answer your call and talk to you, uh, I was like maybe a third of the way into the movie. You said, oh, it's basically a, it's a live action anime. Uh-huh. And I watched it with those eyes from that point forward, and I thought, you're right. Like, whenever something weird or bad would happen on Speed Racer, you know, someone would throw that little tantrum where they'd be jumping and shaking their fists and, uh-huh. you know, their tongue sticking out and their eyes twirling. Yeah. It's like characters were doing that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, they, it was total live action anime. Yeah. This is the closest you'll get to a live action cartoon ever, probably. I love that, like, they had, like, clouds were just painted backdrops oh, yeah. for scenes. Oh, yeah. Just. It, it felt like they were trying to um, invoke this feeling of, uh, like, the Wizard of Oz set. Yeah, I could see that. And, uh, and the elderly auntie. Uh-huh. She's about 40. Yeah. And pretty cute, if I do say she so. Was, she was quite elderly. Yeah, she was a decrepit actress of, I think, 41 or so. I looked at her and I went, they're trying to make her look and act kind of old here. What's going on? I pause it. I pull up the actress on IMDb and it's like, yeah, she was 41. Well, she gets younger. Yeah. As it goes on. Yeah, I guess so. Anywho, uh, so I watched House and then... uh, Would you recommend it? I would say, yeah, go ahead, watch it. I would recommend it on a double bill with Spider Baby. Yeah. I don't know which to watch first. Which, well, I would, which one's going to wash the other one away for you? I would watch Spider Baby first. Okay. Uh, because you'll be like, damn, that was kind of weird and good. And then you'd watch House and you'd be like, I don't know what's going on anymore with anything. Right. <laughs> and you're also not sure that it's good. Yeah. That's... Oh, it was good. It was definitely good. I can say House was definitely good. I was entertained. It may have been a little long by maybe five, ten minutes. Yeah. It could have been cut. Yeah. Um, a piano eats a girl. Man. Yeah. Is wow. It, is it horror? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was horror. A yeah. piano ate a girl. Yeah. There's a witch. That that could be like one thing that happens in another movie and that would you know that would make it qualify as a horror movie. <clears throat> there only has to be one murder or one possession per movie for it to really register as a horror movie. Maybe. I mean, you I could want more cross than that. into crime. Sure. With that um 
somebody asked me at the at the Dink convention. Um, that's Denver Independent Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, what we considered horror, like where we drew the line. For the podcast? Yeah, for the podcast. And what'd you tell them? I said uh we're pretty we're, we're pretty open to it, but that you had argued at one point that Jaws was not a horror movie. I may take that back. Yeah. I, since I said that I've rewatched it. Yeah, it's it's definitely horror in a way. I it's, mean it's horror. It made people scared to go into the water. Yeah. There's plenty of people in horror movies that are considered horror movies who are just a guy killing people. Yeah. You know, the, how is, uh, for, and of course, there's also the other side of this argument is people making movies who are, they kind of punk out and go, it's a psychological thriller. Is it a psychological thriller? Because you don't want it to get branded a horror movie because you think you're going to be lumped in with those people, meaning us. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. You know, you could call Get Out a psychological thriller. Yes, he called it a social thriller. Yeah. And of course, I did listen to a, an interview, uh, well, a, a podcast appearance. Jordan Peele, you know, does flat out say it, it's horror. It, you know, it's our genre. We, we love horror. We make horror. Yeah. So he's not denying it. Yeah. Um, he's probably calling it more than just one thing. But yeah, you could look at. I mean, Get Out, clearly a horror movie for anyone who loves horror. Mm -hmm. It's not supernatural. I'll give that away now. Yeah. Nothing supernatural actually happens. Some really eerie crap. Some but really... it's horror. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. Yeah, horror is not de defined by something having to be supernatural. Yeah, not just, and I don't just mean the movie's scary, the concept behind the movie's scary. Oh, yeah. So that's, I think, pushes it into horror yeah um yeah and we we gave a few examples last episode of times where you know we were in situations where the <laughs> we were the other you yeah know, you you driving through iowa me driving through wyoming and actually living in the pacific northwest i i've found myself at uh keg parties where i start looking around and notice eh, most of these folks are pretty hardcore rednecks and i'm kind of not oh man yeah yeah, it's just you forget weird. that there's so many rednecks up there. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So uh, the the mainstream thing I watched, because um, every once in a while this happens, Office Christmas Party. Actually, okay. actually pretty funny. Yeah. Why the hell am I watching this stuff this far from last Christmas and before next Christmas? I don't know. Who cares? It was pretty funny. I enjoyed the fact that they went pretty far with it. Massive budget though. I, I don't really? remember. I don't remember what it was, but it was a high budget movie. They spent a lot of money making it look out of control. Um, I think it bombed too. Did it? Yeah, oh. I, I think it bombed. Oh, they'll probably make it back in uh, the foreign know. markets. The foreign markets, and then uh, the the watching it on the cable before Christmas time. Maybe it's funny enough. I mean, it's not like there there are people who hate on Jingle All the Way. I think I think that one's really fun to watch. I've only sat through that once. Yeah. I mean, I don't seek it out, but if it's on, on TV... On a plus, it's got Sinbad in it. On a negative, it's got Sinbad in it. Yeah. Yeah. That could, that could be... That could go either way. And Arnold, 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the normal 20-something minute mark where we start actually talking about the movie yeah, we're going to talk about. People were asking me how long this podcast goes on for. And you said forever, <laughs> or so it seems. <laughs> I said an hour, two, however far off we get off track. <laughs> how far off track we get. This isn't the worst part of the show. No. I don't know. Maybe it is. So uh, the the battery. Uh, we, we were going to possibly talk about House. And Jolien lived in Japan, taught there, uh, probably has seen the movie several times, probably has insights into this movie that... Lived we, in a cartoon, I understand. He got eaten by a piano. <laughs> Knows someone who was eaten by a piano. <laughs> right. Uh oh. And it drove him so crazy. He and do to... <laughs> all people in Japan have just nicknames? Apparently, this was Fox Force 5. All those girls uh-huh. had nicknames. Yeah. Um, the Battery. So I mentioned, like, maybe we could just, if you've got time, we'll watch this. I've watched it already. Let's talk about that I think we should one. do an ad for Shudder. Shudder. It looks really good. You know something? Shudder, we'll reach out to you, but... Uh, we're, we're both now Shutter subscribers, and there's a ton of stuff on there. I turned my phone around and pushed it toward Jolie, and I said, scroll through, check it out. And I showed him how the scrolling and the adding feature worked, and just, he's like, that's a good one, that's a good one. I know House is on there. Yeah, is it? House, the 1986 <laughs> one with... Ding Dong, You're Dead, with William Cat. Yep. Oh, Okay. And House 2, I think I'm going to have to rewatch it. Oh, it's even houseier. Oh, and... Uh, reanimators on there oh yeah why wasn't the um sequel called re-reanimator i don't know should have been it should have been so the battery i said we'll check it out and i did what'd you think i hated it no 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 (laughs) i was waiting for that to be honest no god damn it i hated it only because it's another zombie film and i liked it there it is. Train to you Busan. Train Fuck to you. Busan. The battery. Fuck you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I recommended Train to Busan all weekend. Awesome. Um, this movie, this is how people with no budget should make a movie. Precisely. Did you look up how much this cost? I have no idea. Wild guess. Uh, $30,000. Not even close. Really? Six grand. What? This is what this is what Joe Bob Briggs was talking about. Speaking of celebrity interviews, I interviewed Joe Bob Briggs. He said, "Go listen to that episode." Yeah, now. we'll listen, wait. Yeah, we'll be right here. Uh, he said, "Writing doesn't cost you anything." Uh, you know exactly. This movie is basically. I mean, Net or Shutter described it as a road movie. Sorta. Of. You know, sure. it's, a, it's a road trip movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it is, and it has zombies, but it's all these two guys' interactions with one another. Yeah. It's just those two actors playing off one another, and making that work makes the movie work. Right. They didn't have to worry about any of the zombie makeup looking bad. Right. Um, that there were, you know, only so many zombies. Yeah. Uh, just knowing they're out there somewhere. Uh-huh. And that horrible stuff has happened before. They they reveal that without, you know, being Joe Exposition about it. Yeah. And no, they talk about it a lot like people would. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, hey, what about the thing we did in 
Pittsburgh or whatever. Right. You know. It's like, you think I want to do that again? You think I want a bunch of monsters trying to eat me when I'm trying to sleep? Fuck that. I'm not going to do it again. And it's that kind of thing where there were... We ate dog food. (laughs) Then we had to eat the dog. I had to kill the dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's shit like that where you, you think, well, at least they found some canned goods and they're hiking with some gear and occasionally getting a car until the car doesn't work or runs out of gas or whatever. Uh, Did you know that the guy with the beard was the writer director? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they introduced him, his name flashed on the screen Okay. and then he had his name all over everything else, which (laughs) good for him. Yeah. This, this is, yeah, this is exactly what people, I don't mean a zombie film, but if you have, a micro budget. This is the kind of thing you should be thinking of. Yeah. Not lightsaber duels and, you know, special effects. I could tell anyone listening who wants to know, just get message me on Instagram or Facebook. You want to know how to start a podcast? Didn't take much Googling for me to figure it out. Didn't take a whole lot of money either. Yeah. Uh, the mics wouldn't let as much dogs and sirens in if they were a different kind of mic, but they pick up our voices. We'll graduate to different mics, condenser mics. These are at some point. These are dynamics or whatever. They pick up more than they should. Um, people who have podcasts and they're like, "Well, you know, we started our Patreon," or <clears throat> and I'm not pointing any specific uh, podcasts out. I just I hear it from time to time. They're like, "To keep this going, you know, we can't do it without our sponsors," or uh, you know, our Patreon supporters are really making it happen for us. I understand if it's your salary because you're dedicating you know, yourself to a podcasting career. But if you just are a person who wants to make a podcast, you could do it for damn near free. Um, we bought a digital recorder, which is portable for being able to do interviews and being able to relocate if need be. That thing was a little over 300 bucks, three mics, 50 bucks total. Um, At least until the apocalypse. And then (laughs) it's like saving a lottery ticket, right? A winning lottery ticket. There's things like that, you know, that, you know, they really did. Then how many zombies did they show in this movie? Right. Almost none. Yeah. They they had a crowd that surrounded the vehicle. Yeah. Which you mostly didn't see. Uh-huh. Except there was a guy in a cowboy hat that was really conspicuous in some <laughs> scenes because uh, somebody was sitting in the front seat and they were filming from the back and they were sitting in the front passenger seat. And sometimes the autofocus would focus on the guy right past them in the window who had like a, he looked kind of like a cat scratch fever, Ted Nugent. Oh, that era. Yeah. <clears throat> he had, Well, he had that black cowboy hat kind of. Yeah. Uh, strung out meth head biker look. <clears throat> so... You can make a movie for almost nothing. Yeah. You can clearly make a podcast for almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that you have to do is is uh, do stuff or say stuff while the equipment's do, rolling. Do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, camera's rolling. Come on, do stuff. Come on, you guys. I'm not not paying you for nothing. Let's go. <laughs> uh. So uh, any any favorite moments early on in the movie where you're getting to know the characters? Are you kind of digging like when they're scavenging? No, the whole thing was good. I thought right from the start when they, uh, they he talks about them being sharks and having to move and <laughs> that's right. It's just total bullshit. But you can tell that 
these guys have been together for quite a while. Yeah. Um, what, probably a few months from the sound of it? Yeah. Well, they spent three months in a house, and <clears throat> I'm guessing that was probably winter. That was my big question was like, you can walk around in the woods, that's fine, but what are you going to do when it gets cold? You're going to have to find a house to yeah, hole up in. Yeah, and if, it, it, there's only so much you can do uh, with with a with a particular location. Um, and your bigger danger, I think, a lot of times, and we've learned this from watching movies, other people, mm-hmm. not not ghouls, not zombies, other people. They're going to be like, oh, so you're in there. Clearly, you have supplies. Let me in. Yeah. I want in. I, I I'm... which one of our characters kind of does? Yeah. Uh, stupid Mickey. Yeah. You knew he was going to get killed. You're just waiting for it. He was, yeah. But he, I did like that he he did not want to kill zombies. He was pretty much burying his head in the sand. He was using the ostrich approach to yeah. the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Put on the headphones and just follow the bearded guy and uh, hope that nothing bad happens today. Yeah. One day at a time. So... Uh, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed these scenes where they're scavenging. Um, they finally get to Mickey's apparently dead girlfriend's house. Yeah. It's like, of course she's not going to be there. Of course she's a goner like everybody else. And they scavenge those walkie-talkies. And I think that's kind of a, that's a moment in the movie where, you know, other things become possible. And, and, and right away you know it's not going to be long-distance communication between these two guys. It's going to yeah. be... Picking up on other people out there, which of course happens like almost immediately. Yeah, and, as uh, it probably would. I would think so. Because how many, what ten bands probably on that walkie-talkie? Yeah, there's so there's not, not that much. Yeah, even if there were a couple dozen bands to scroll around on, you, you, yeah. if anyone yeah. else is using one, they're going to hear you, or you're going to hear them. Yeah. So Annie and the Orchard are talking. Yeah. So they never tell us. What's your wildest guess? What is the orchard? Uh, It's some terrible compound. It's got to be, right? You know, run by... Did they mention Frank? Did they say a Frank in there? Uh, I think I, that's who was asking for the supplies at the beginning. And mentions to get a copy of Tremors. Yes. She's like, yes, I'm familiar with Tremors. Yeah. It's the one with giant sandworms in it. And she's Kevin like, Bacon. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I know the movie. Jesus. It's only on TNT like seven, seven times a day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that kind of uh, gave me the idea that um, maybe some of the people there aren't as rough as others, but I kind of got the idea. It's a compound full of like prepper, like, not job types. Yeah. Not like a normal prepper, like someone who's like, hey, who knows what could happen? Normal prepper. You know, your everyday prepper. Is someone just... who's got some extra cans of beans. Uh-huh. You know. And 30,022 rounds. <laughs> right. Buckets full. Buckets. Um, so no. I always imagine in these apocalypse <clears throat> movies is you just have pockets full of 22 bullets to kill your zombies with. Yeah. That, well, that's what the anyone wants to listen back to Luke versus the Walking Undead episode. Yeah. A Green Beret, uh, well, a special forces um, demolition expert who knows a lot about blowing shit up and shooting stuff. 
<laughs> He's got some great stories. Uh, he said, 20 too long. You want, mm-hmm. you want that rifle? You could you could hit a target and mess it up, and you know. And you could hunt with it. And you're if you if you were to break into a hunting cabin, you'd probably find some twenty two rounds. Yeah. If you break into any place that has anything gun related, good chance twenty two rounds. You don't uh-huh. want some obscure bullshit weapon that you're never going to find bullets for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got the idea that it wasn't just like. Okay, what I, when I say like people who are prepared to a normal degree, yeah, some canned goods, some camping gear, some kind of weapons. You just want some stuff around your house in case, I don't know, maybe it's a terrible winter. Maybe there's some civil unrest. I'm not talking zombie apocalypse. I'm not talking end of the world. I'm just saying, you know, it's good to have I'm a... I'm just talking some crazies out there biting yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of drug nuts <laughs> running wild. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Philip. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, these guys are probably like neo-Nazi nut jobs or something. And maybe yeah. maybe this girl is like, hey, you know, any port in a storm, I'm just going to hang with this. And when she says, you know, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. I guess she's saying it's not a bunch of people who just, you know, barricade. That could have been something that she could have just said. Yeah, so they don't have a constant stream of idiots, you know, traipsing in. And yeah, she could have just flat out told Mickey, "Don't come here. This is X," you know. And then we could have had Mickey continue on wanting to go there, even though he knew. I yeah, mean, he knew anyway. But there's always characters that are like, "Oh, I could change their mind. Mm-hmm. I could make them see it a different way," and it's like, "No, nah, don't take those chances." Acknowledge and move on. I do like the thought of a sequel for this where Ben goes and gets revenge. Oh, yeah. Against Annie. And how would a revenge movie set against a backdrop of zombies work? Hmm. Could you make somebody, I don't know, seeking revenge work during the apocalypse? I would say maybe... Maybe figure out some way to get the zombies over the wall or through the fence. Well, that oh, maybe that's your plan. Let them in. Is to let the zombies in. Yeah. So yeah, he shaves off his beard so he's not as recognizable. <laughs> Do you remember what she called him? <laughs> Beardy face. Beardy face. That was it. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. <clears throat> Highlight of the movie for me was Goofball Mickey who can't seem to let go of, of the world the way it was. Yeah. Uh, getting excited at, at the relatively fresh girl zombie. Oh, man. <laughs> he starts rubbing one out while she's trying to get in and eat him. Man, how desperate are you, Mickey? Uh, apparently he's 15. I mean, yeah. for fuck's sake. Oh, God. When I saw him... I thought, okay, what's he gonna do? What's what's his idea here? He's gonna is he gonna use his pants to try and like gag her mouth or like block the no, he's oh he's spitting on his hand. Oh god I, I was worried that he was gonna try to get her head trapped in the window. And then he was gonna fuck the zombie. Oh that's and I was worried that it was gonna go there. Well, it could have. But no, they went tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they did. Tasteful. A tasteful masturbation scene that was integral to the movie. Punctuated by Ben blowing the zombie's head off. Yes. And splattering blood all over the car. And then laughing, laughing and laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's not enough that he caught him masturbating, but masturbating at the, to the sight of a... A zombie. A zombie. Now... She was. She looked relatively fresh. I mean, I can't. I'm trying to understand. She's a zombie. Trying to understand where he's coming from. Maybe he's into that sort of thing. Well, he lucked out. They have zombie burlesque shows. I'm sure they do. I've seen zombie pinup girl contests and zombie burlesque. It's out there. So maybe that's just his jam. Maybe. (laughs) But I. Mm. Who? I mean, honestly. Who writes that? That's great. Yeah. No one's written that before, have they? I And I imagine the scene before it where uh, the director was naked was the only way he got the other actor to do that scene. It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Like, I'm not going to do that on film. He's like, mm-hmm. fine, I'll, you know, I'll do such and such. What if I was naked? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as it's full frontal. Yeah. He's like, okay, you got a deal, but it's from a distance. Okay. Yeah, and they That's- hashed it out. That stream's pretty cold, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know if this was just before or just after them staying in that house. They finally decide to spend the night in the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Ben finally sort of relents and says, okay, fine, Mickey, we'll stay in the damned house. And he takes his headphones away from him. Yeah. Now, he puts the headphones on and he's enjoying some music himself. Yeah. He's even dancing. Yeah. And singing. Yeah. Do you find this uh, shutting out the world and dancing with headphones to be risky business? Yes. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. I thought it was pretty risky. <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> he was dancing around. I think that was his homage to Tom Cruise. I, I can't say it for sure. It was a good scene. It was funny. But then, of course, Ben is going to, you know, break Mickey in really good by chucking a zombie in the room with him. Yeah. And then... Uh, Bear, I don't know how he jammed the door. He, or was he holding the door now? He was holding the door closed. Yeah. And that's just to keep Mickey from getting out. Because we learned zombies can't work doors. Right. Which is great. You they know. also don't seem to pull down on glass or no. push very hard against anything. They're pretty lethargic all around. Low energy. Yeah. Sad. Kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, well, Ben kills it. Um, Mickey kills it. Or Mickey, rather. Mickey kills it, and uh, he's very mad at Ben for, yeah. for a while, anyway. Uh, Mickey does not give up on the whole... Um, sorry about that. Mickey does not give up on the whole trying to communicate with Annie thing. No. And that's really the, the downfall of their situation. Yeah. Uh, if they honestly had no knowledge of Annie and didn't say anything about her and the communication. Yeah. That little standoff in the middle of the road probably would have just ended. Yeah. I don't know that those people would have shot at them at all. No, I don't believe so. She didn't seem to be until he said, are you Annie? Oh, moron. (sighs) Mickey ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. When he's not busy wanking it to a girl zombie, he's blurting things out and getting beardy face shot in the leg. Yeah. 
And then the end worked really well, just having, you know, the camera inside the car. You can't see out anymore because they've covered the windows. Yeah. And Mickey goes out and you're like, do I hear him screaming? Right. Sometimes you're like, oh, I think I hear somebody screaming. But you can never really tell. Yeah. It was a good scene. It was. You know, we weren't really clear on how many zombies finally gathered, are we? No, it doesn't look like more than maybe 12 to 15. It seems to me that uh, as lethargic and dumb as the zombies are, they should have just blitzkrieged their way out of that immediately. I think the only thing that was holding them up was uh, Ben's leg. Yeah. And I don't think they... He wasn't... I mean, he does it at the end, but I think he's... He has no choice, and he he goes ahead and does it and is able to get away. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they, they thought they could make it. I think they should have tried more hot-wiring the car. Right. Although I imagine it is more difficult than than it appears in movies. Probably. <clears throat> it, it, they always... I'm going online and learning how. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I know a little bit about getting through... A couple kinds of locks, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you do. I don't know. Yeah, like hot wiring a car back in the old days when they didn't have locking steering wheels. Yeah. It was really easy. Yeah. Yeah, I had a 66 Plymouth. All you needed was a screwdriver. Pop the hood and you could arc that thing oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. touch it to the two bolts and you're mm-hmm. started right up. It's like, that's all? Wow. No wonder they changed that. It was too easy. <laughs> You're not even getting under the steering wheel and exposing wires. You're just opening the hood and yeah, arcing that thing and vroom. You're on your way. <laughs> but locking steering wheels ruined everything. Yeah. So in this situation, um, Annie has thrown the keys in the weeds. And they could even see approximately where they landed, mm-hmm. which doesn't always do you a lot of good. Yeah. You ever lost something in the weeds? Oh, it's impossible. A phone, some keys. Finding your keys out there, even if you thought, I mean, you'd just been shot in the leg. You're probably not a totally reliable witness. Yeah. And where the keys landed. Right. Yeah. Even if you could point to exactly where they were and throw a pebble right there, plunk, right somewhere there. No, a little more to your left. Nope. You know, it's, it's for some reason, you know, tall grass. I have a mystery sprinkler head in my yard that doesn't work. Yeah. But when they blow out the sprinklers, it'll pop up. (laughs) And I've gone out there and looked for it and cannot find it. So this year I have to go out there when they blow out the sprinklers, really watch. But I've looked and looked and looked and my backyard's not big. I should be able to find it. So keys, forget it. Forget it. The best thing they could have done was, oh, shit, we're surrounded. Pop up out of that sunroof. Dive over as many of them as you can. Distract them away till your friend can hop out the door and then go on a three-legged race. And they don't appear to be that fast because at the end of the movie, Ben is limping away from them and they're not really catching him. Yeah. So. Uh, I wondered how many more many more bullets Ben had because you could have shot more through the windows. Yeah. 
they are right there. You have no chance of missing them. Yeah. Um, and if you had your twenty-two with your sacco ammo, yeah, man, you could just keep blasting until they're all gone. How do you feel about him tipping off Annie, like talking into the walkie-talkie? I'm gonna come and get you and put put a bullet in your head. I don't know. I don't know. Was she even listening? Right. I mean, her or anyone in her camp. But what do you think of his intention for her to hear that? That I'm coming for you, bullshit. Do you think that's a bad move? No, I think it's just you know, he didn't think he was gonna get out of it. Right. I guess that's true. Yeah, it was it was getting pretty desperate at the end there. And I think this is why, especially people like here in Colorado, where people live in the mountains or the foothills, where you might suddenly get some weather, where you might suddenly get stuck by the side of the road. And you might suddenly be drinking chicken water. Chicken water for dinner. And chicken water's a lot better than piss. I would assume. Um, but the idea... With the canned goods is, yeah, you're opening a can of corn. Don't pour the water off. Actually save that or drink exactly, it Exactly, right yeah. Unless it's pure salt, like I assume the chicken water would be. I assume a lot of those were very salty. Yeah, canned goods the can be salty. and everything, yeah, you're mm, yeah. thirstier. You're going to be dehydrated. It's like drinking seawater. Yeah. It'll drive you mad. But what I was going to say was uh, when they tell you on the news here, to have emergency preparedness kits. One of the funniest things that people don't think of is, what if you got to take a dump and you're snowbound in a vehicle and it's like bad news to even get outside of the vehicle? What are you going to do? And one of the things they tell you, well, depending on the source, is to have a coffee can with kitty litter in it. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, for traction to get your vehicle unstuck. And it's like, no, nope, no, no. nope, in case you got to take a dump. It's sanitation, people. <laughs> it keeps you safe. It keeps you safe. Keeps you from all kinds of horribleness that would come with pooping in your car. Pooping <laughs> in your car. Nobody wants A guide. <laughs> A guide to pooping in your car. How to do it right. 23 simple ways to crap in your car. <laughs> There's only a couple ways to do it right and a lot of ways to do it wrong. <laughs> I feel bad for anyone who gets snowbound in a car, though. That's terrible, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so you can't leave a bunch of granola bars in your car because it's going to attract mice. What do you do? Uh, so you, you have to have emergency kits if you're going to be... Most people should have something, like first aid kit. But, yeah, if you if you live where you might have mountain road bullshit happen to you... I got a stick and a rock. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ro- roughing it. I'm rolling us back to the Stone Age. Yep. Yeah, I typically have some kind of supplies in the vehicle. You know, rain poncho, first aid kit. Uh, usually not a machete, but not that oh, I wouldn't. Man. That I just usually don't. Yeah. I need it around the house. <laughs> I have important macheteing to do. Yes, in the house. All right, so we know... Um, oh, we didn't discuss Mickey's foolish death. He got bit. Like an idiot. Like all idiots in zombie <laughs> movies, he got bit. Way to go, idiot. And they seem to be pretty slow, so... Yeah. I don't know quite how he got bit, but... Yeah, he should have been, like... 
he should have just also been... what happened to their bat you could take them out with a swing to the head it appeared right you it's, know it's like could you not find anything to clock him in the gourd you know i think you'd be able to get a yeah. couple of them yeah it should have been like kung fu zombie movie up in there man yeah like seriously like if nothing else just keep kicking them and punching them until you know you cover another square foot of ground no more keys you know if you determine the keys aren't there just keep punching and kicking and moving and maybe you'll find them maybe the keys are pointless yeah but he gets back in bitten was trying to figure out how you could get the zombies to push the car that's a good point did they try popping it in neutral yeah, it was pretty flat, though. Yeah. So there was no... And the zombies weren't really into pushing or I guess you'd being have to, organized. You'd have to harness them all together, tie that to the bumper. And then, like, hang a baby on a stick in front of them. <laughs> right. The old baby on a stick trick. It works every oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I apologize for that, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. A teenager on a stick. There. Yeah. That's better, right? See, I don't think the stick would hold much more than a baby. That's all. I'm being practical. <laughs> how about how about it like a like a little uh, Labrador puppy? Okay, if they go after dogs, do they? Do they? We don't know. Maybe. So, um Mickey gets back in the car. He's been bitten. He's babbling and sobbing and, and drooling. drooling a lot. <laughs> There weren't any snot bubbles, I noticed. I wondered also, like, why didn't Mickey just get back out and try to lure the zombies away? Yeah. But I don't know how fast it takes before you change. We don't see that. Well, yeah. I mean, all he's doing is panicking and freaking out, and then finally Ben is just like, yeah, I just got to shoot this idiot. Yeah. And he shoots him. Yeah. That's that. So he's he's solved that problem. Now he's got a whole new problem, and... What did he decide? Just open the hatchback and... He opened the hatchback and went out through the sunroof, I'm guessing. Yeah, he tried to get him to, to come in through the hatchback while he climbed over the top. Yeah. It seemed like it pretty much worked, because... That's what they had done in wherever, that house they stayed three months in. Yeah. They opened the front door and went out the back. Wow. Actually, I think they opened probably two doors downstairs and ran upstairs and then jumped off the roof, because they make mention of the car not being two stories tall. Right. So I imagine this whole scene of them dragging mattresses out onto the roof. Yeah. Going downstairs and counting off, and then you both open the door and run like hell up the stairs. You have to get the zombies to see you, I guess. And then you butch and Sundance your way off the Uh second story. And then you go up there and you throw the mattresses off and jump down on them and break your ankles, and then the zombies get you. Yeah. You'd be surprised at, at, at the velocity your knees will come up at your chest when you try to land on your feet. Yeah. As a kid, you could do it, but... <laughs> yeah. But maybe not so much as a grown-up adult. Um, that pretty much, uh, as far as discussing the, the, the plot points of the movie, that pretty much covers it. And we know that Ben's walking away with a limp, followed by a shambling horde of zombies. Yep. They don't need to make a sequel, as far as I'm concerned, but it would be interesting. Yeah. No, I hope they don't make a sequel. Yeah. Like, like Blue Ruin. That's a revenge pick that's really dark. You know, it could feel like that. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, are you are you recommending this one highly? Yes. And do you feel like people who have a big budget and don't make something as good as this should be ashamed? They totally should. I... If you have twelve million dollars, you better put out a damn good film. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah, when you have an all-star cast and endless rewriting you're allowed to do and you know, like deep pockets for all that stuff and you still make a shit movie, yeah. shame on you. You know, not that, you know, people with low budget, Yeah, it's rare that it goes this <clears throat> well. Mad props to Jeremy Gardner for doing what he did. Yeah. You know, good job, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. You probably had some friends who were willing to spend a lot of time and effort on your movie and and all they got in return was uh you know the <laughs> the fame of being in this movie yeah there was something in the credits called greeked zombies not um, forgotten okay was the thing at the top and i wondered if they were people who were cut from a scene or or obscured by the blotted out windows no because they list the like zombie horde okay and they list like other zombies prominent zombies well you know how and then yeah then they have like these three names and it's something greeked like greek apostrophe d zombies not forgotten are you familiar with the old um graphic arts term greeked text is that it's, it's, um, it's where you indicate text just by gray bars. Oh, okay. So you're you're sketching an ad for somebody and you're like, so it's going to look like this. And then, of course, you're not going to write out the whole yeah. slogan under it. You just make these gray bars. And that's called yeah. greeking your text. Oh, okay. And I think that goes back to the days when you know people thought you just couldn't read Greek because who can it's read that Greek stuff? To me. Yeah. And, and I guess it's just basically, it's unreadable. It's just there. And that's, you know, or, or, you know, not just gray bars, but sometimes shapes of letters, mm-hmm. vague shapes of letters. Um, so I'm assuming it was some obscured view of zombies. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe the horde wasn't the same bunch that was just outside the paper covered windows. Yeah. Or so, maybe they were the two people laying in the grass that were shot or yeah whatever. Whatever the case, uh, right. at least they got a mention. Yeah. So, Jeremy Gardner, you, you killed it. It's great. Yeah. Um, you put it. A, we should try to get an interview with him. I would love to interview this guy. I think that'd be great. We should see if we could get that to happen. Yeah. Um, we may or may not talk about House next time with Jillian. We may choose something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give a heads up on Instagram and Facebook, though. Yep. I assume. We'll just be like, hey, if you, here's your homework. Watch this. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? I don't know. Let's wrap it up, I think. All right, listeners, thank you for listening, and stay off the moors. They can take our bones and bury them deep under the river, but we'll still be together, and we cannot be defeated. They can take our trombones pack them down there with us but no matter how long it takes us we will not be defeated when we dance we dance together under the moon